1: So uh, this show is a little different today. I'm going to be discussing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on not all guilty, five Not guilty,
0: not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not
1: guilty. Yes, and, uh, but I want to compare it to Ahmad Arbery's uh, case mm. um, because the media really has not been giving that a lot of coverage, which I think they really – should be giving it a lot of coverage and you know a lot of these people now are going to be out there rioting and looting and well, all kinds of, of crap in the name yeah. of uh yeah, social justice or whatever which is very tragic for the the people that live in kenosha and uh, the business owners and everything it's really not not fair but here's the two things i've been watching the um emory trial and uh arbory trial excuse me and one thing that I, you're going to learn here, we talk about silent attorney and do not consent to a search, right? Right. Well, here's the deal. When when Rittenhouse was picked up, he pled the fifth. And he waited until he had counsel. And nothing he said could be used against him in a court of law. Even though the prosecutor withheld evidence changed video compression, and also had the other witness, the guy that kicked him, the dropkip guy. They knew all along who that guy was, but that guy had all kinds of felonies and charges against him. and he asked the prosecutor for a plea deal to testify, and the prosecution wouldn't give him a plea deal, so the prosecution never gave the Rittenhouse's attorneys the guy's name. But they still, they still, they still charged him with shooting two bullets at the guy who drop-kicked him. yeah, But but Kyle Rittenhouse's defense team could not cross-examine that guy <laughs> and question him. So the whole system, we know, is rigged from the top to the bottom, and I can't believe justice prevailed because you know those jurors are scared shit that exactly. they're going to be uh, doxxed, right? Right,
0: right, exactly.
1: Yes, so um, even though it was all uh, slanted and uh, biased and they withheld evidence. The fact of the matter remained that he uh, pled the fifth and there was nothing he said that he had a backtrack on. And that helped him out tremendously. So um, kudos to him. Now again, I want to reiterate, I believe the kid Should not have been there at 17 years old, walking around with an AR in a medical bag. I think the parents are directly responsible for that. Sandy, would your parents have let you gone out there to Uh, a riot at 17 years old? What do you think? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But now let's talk about this. Now, he was out there, and he was legally, it's deemed, carrying that AR-15. Guess what? He invoked his right to self-defense, which is a natural right, and he used that right, and he exercised phenomenal trigger discipline for a 17-year-old kid. Absolutely. He fired five bullets total, I mean, or seven bullets total. Anyway, uh, phenomenal uh, trigger uh, control and shot placement for a 17-year-old kid. So let's talk now about this uh, Ahmad Arbery, and I want to, for a lot of you who don't know about this, he was an African American male or black male, and uh, he was 25 years old, and he was fatally shot after jogging in a neighborhood near Brunswick, uh, Georgia. Georgia yeah. Okay, Ar- Arbery had been pursued by three white residents, Travis McMichael and his father Gregory, who were armed and driving a pickup truck, and William Roddy Bryan who followed Arbery in a second vehicle. As Arbery ran to the left in front of the pickup truck, he was confronted and shot by Travis McMichael as they engaged each other, on foot, not from the truck, okay? So, now, the story says he was jogging. The three... Guys, the homeowners in the area, said that there was thefts going on in the neighborhood, and this house was under construction, and there was no garage door, and they saw Arbery, uh walk inside and look inside, which by itself is not a crime, by right, the way. exactly. Right. Uh, I, everybody listening to this. Now, I don't know if Arbery is a, was a jogger or, in true fact, a criminal that hasn't been— addressed yet but either way he has a right to walk down the street and do a little peek or something and he does have the right to defend himself so Kyle Rittenhouse had an AR-15 he was approached by multiple attackers and he defended himself so Arbery uh, is jogging and here's what happened after he was killed this is the scary shit that that scares me what goes on so 73 days went by and there was no Uh, excuse me 74 days went by and no one was charged or arrested for the killings wow and sheriff's officers prosecutors and everything afterwards had to recuse themselves from this case so it was squashed yeah but what happened was a tape of him being chased one of the bad guys shared it with somebody else who shared it online and it went viral
0: Are you serious?
1: So it's their own fault, which is good. So now all yeah. three of them are on trial for murder. But here's the part. If you haven't watched the trial yet, the 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 prosecution is questioning these three mm-hmm. gentlemen, especially uh, what's his name, the son. I'm trying to find his name right now in here. Uh, George McMichael and his son, uh, Travis Michael, his father. Travis McMichael is being questioned, all right? And uh, he's like, he said it was self-defense. And then it's like, well, you didn't say self-defense when you gave the police a statement that day. I uh, know, I forgot that. Uh, and you said that he he had your gun, he was grabbing your gun. Yeah, but then you you didn't say that the day you gave the statement. Well, yeah, well, I didn't remember it that day. And the prosecutor's like, you didn't remember it that day, but here we are a year later and you remember it? Yeah. Uh, so I'm watching him stumble and stammer on the stand Now, I don't agree with these three guys. I think all three of these guys should be found guilty of murder. Even if Arbery was looking with bad intent, it is not your job to track someone down and shoot him two times with a shotgun. Right? You can follow him and report to the police his whereabouts, you can follow him, and you can, you know, uh, keep an eye on him, but you can't approach somebody. And then he also, one of the guys said, well, he said he invoked a citizen's arrest, but he had never mentioned invoking a citizen's arrest. One, uh, he was being interrogated. So here's the thing, Arbery, now if Arbery had a gun to defend himself, things might have been differently uh, yeah. Different for these guys as well too. So I can't wait to to see what's going on with this. But but this young kid did did not deserve to die. Okay, uh, this this guy says he you know the one guy said he tried to de-escalate the situation, getting out of your pickup yeah, truck and approaching right. a guy
0: with a with a with a, with a, uh, a, a firearm.
1: Correct. Yeah. You know uh, he told jurors he was trying to de-escalate the situation <laughs> when he chased uh, him through the Georgia neighborhood last year, February twenty third. All right. And uh, he told the judge he was he was giving testimony because he wanted to give my his side of the story of what unfolded. Unp- um, unfortunately, his side of the story didn't match what he, the statements he gave the police over a year ago. Yeah. OK. He said he was pretty sure that Arbery was going to attack. And that's why he raised a shotgun. He was pretty sure he raised the the, the shotgun with a bid to deter him now. You know, Arbery, I don't know what his demeanor was at the time, but, you know, you see a gun stuck at you, you know. (laughs) uh, You know, this guy is trying to play that it was a life or death situation, but you brought the gun. Right, (laughs) right. You brought the only gun. You brought the only gun to the scene, and now the guy's trying to take the gun from you, and you had to use the gun to kill him because you were stupid. Well, I think he should fry. This this reminds me a little bit of uh, Andrew Zimmer. Was it what was it? Zimmer, Zimmer, was Zimmer, Zimmerman? Zimmerman, yeah, Zimmerman. Zimmerman yeah. you know. And again, for you new listeners out there, Andrew Zimmerman, when he was following Trayvon Martin, he was told by dispatch to stay in his vehicle.
0: Yeah.
1: And he didn't. He got out and he approached Trayvon Martin and it escalated and Zimmerman pulled a gun and murdered Trayvon Martin. And Trayvon Martin should be alive today. And Andrew Zimmerman, that Trayvon Martin is dead, he should, Andrew Zimmerman should be dying in prison right now. Mm. He should not be out walking the streets because he escalated it. Anybody that's listening to the show right now, male, female, whatever. If you're listening to the show, if you're walking down the street. And a strange person that's not a police officer, not in a uniform, rolls up on you and says, hey, what are you doing in this neighborhood? Or, hey, where are you going? What is your response going to be, Sandy? If a strange person?
0: <laughs> Can I say that on the radio?
1: Yeah, you can't even say what you're going to say. But you know it's not going to be pretty. No, yeah. Pr- it's going to be who to F for you. Right. <laughs> to ask me. Yeah. Now, you think about it, Trayvon Martin was, like, 16 years old. So right. this so is a kid he, full of testosterone. He, he, he testosterone, right? Right. We're old. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and we're old, but we're stupid, right? I'm yeah, going to say, who the F yeah. are you? Right. You know it's going to escalate. So now you've got these three guys in, with shotguns rolling down the street. One jerk is videotaping it, right? <sighs> and they're trying to detain this guy. For a higher level authority for the police to come. And then, of course, they have to get out. Just pictures of him wouldn't have been enough. Just trying right. to follow them till the police got there. This is vigilantism at its That's best. Right. Yep. All right. right. Whether Arbury is guilty or innocent of actually committing a crime, it is not your job. Right. It is not your freaking job to do what they did. And now that young kid is dead, and all three of them should be found guilty, and their families should be sued, and their insurance uh, they, their insurance company should be sued. Everybody should be sued from top to bottom, in and out. I'm telling you right now, okay? This is bullshit. You can't just run around and do that. But again, if Arbery had a gun, it might have ended differently, especially if he was trained. Because these three yahoos driving around in a pickup truck, not only that but you, you're pointing a shotgun at somebody you get that close to him where you're allowed <laughs> right. them to grab the shotgun right all right and they probably it's in georgia they probably had the shotgun on the back window of the pickup truck right
0: yeah uh, yeah especially brunswick georgia
1: is right it's, it's just sitting it's just sitting back there so these cases are good lessons for all of us and you if you listen to gunfire radio you know this already do not submit to an interrogation do not give a statement at all Get your lawyer and lawyer up. Rittenhouse would have fared much differently. This kid beat the odds top to bottom, in and out. The press was against him. The elites were against him. The President of the United States called him a white supremacist. He is the worst white supremacist I've ever seen. He (laughs) shot three white people. Exactly right.
0: While well, he was trying to put fires out. That was his crime, correct. Yeah. But
1: epic fail. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You, 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 you can't be a white supremacist if you're killing white people. It's true. Well, you can, according to the left's definition of white supremacy. Yeah, it's and true. So MSNBC,
1: a.k.a. NBC, had a reporter following the juror bus did you oh, know about that? No, I did not know. Oh, about yeah. That. And he was so close up the bus's ass that he ran a red light and got pulled over by a cop and they charged him. And that day, the judge banned NBC and MSNBC from the courtroom and they're further investigating. What they were doing is the jurors oh, yeah. were meeting at a, at a like a parking area and a, a, a van was picking them up. Yeah. This driver was trying to see after the court at night where they were parked so he can get their license plates so he could dox them all. Oh, so he could release God. all their information. Yes. Eat the press. Yeah. Mm-mm. Eat yeah. the press. I'm telling you right now, it's there's there's no getting around it. The media, as Maj Taray says, media most effective devil in America. Yeah,
0: right. Absolutely. They all,
1: this kid, this kid is going to sue you. Know, remember Nicholas Sandman sued CNN for 250 million dollars. Yeah, he still yeah. has like eight other lawsuits going. Rittenhouse House now is going to sue the president, the the Secretary of State, right. the press secretary, and every. Left-leaning media outlet in the United States now is going to be sued by this 18-year-old kid. He's never going to have to work again the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, as it should be because it's unbelievable what they're doing.
1: You can't be the judge, jury, and executioner. That's right. You're supposed to... Report. You're not supposed to be activist. Everybody is activist today, all right? And you can't have that. Activism on both sides does not work. The days of unbiased media are over, ladies and gentlemen. 1984 is now available in non-fiction. Yep. And don't ever forget it. You know how I always talk about Sodom and Gomorrah and the rise and fall of the Roman Empire? Yeah. Well, you know, if you read The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire, and it's on a Gunfire reading list. It's been there forever. And you can also just go on uh, the social media sites and Google uh, Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. And there's this thing where, you know, where you start to normalize pedophilia and vomitoriums and everything. And uh, that's basically... Um, you know the demise of your civilization, right? right, and when you're giving people free stuff not to work across the board because mm-hmm. it you know your infrastructure crumbles so.
0: and meddling in everybody else's affairs, meddling in other countries' affairs yeah, when dealing our dealing. house
1: is yeah. we just signed a two trillion dollar welfare thing that's going to yeah. blow inflation up, and the elites giggle you know right. when they interview the elites right. the, the, when they in, in, interview the elites about gas costs, they giggle yeah. Because they don't ever have to pay for gas. Correct, correct. So there was, <laughs> there's this uh, assistant professor at Old Dominion University, and uh, this guy—well, I don't know—it identifies I, as he identifies as a guy or a girl or something—says that we should not, he, we should not stigmatize pedophilia. We should destigmatize <laughs> it, and instead of calling them uh, pedophiles which is insultingly euphemistic oh we should now call them maps they're a minor attracted person a map huh a map so over there he's he's a map the i'm sorry the professor is non-binary which Mm. means greedy okay (laughs) that's an old joke i think it was stephen wright said stephen wright said he believes people are born heterosexual people are born homosexual and bisexual people are just effing greedy Right. Uh, so this guy is non binary. So I guess non binary is any, if like, I can't decide or whatever, whatever, whatever fucking whatever weirdos, says yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So this professor is trying to normalize pedophilia. And we've been saying this forever. I mean, most of the elites, look at all the pedophilia shit that goes on in, in, in Hollywood and D.C. and California. It is Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. I mean, they turn a blind eye to it. Epstein, how long did Epstein get oh to my operate? God. He cut plea Pumpkin deals head. with people. Right. Menendez, let's go to Dominican Republic and get us some underage girls,
0: all right. you scumbag. I believe in cruel and unusual punishment for people oh, like that. Oh, I have... Uh, Uh, Tweezers and a blowtorch. uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) So, you know, talking about the elites and how they run things, New York Times writer Sarah Jung... She says that all the stuff you see about inflation in the news is driven by rich people flipping their shit because their parasitic assets aren't doing as well as they like and they're scared that unemployment benefits and stimmy checks plus $15 minimum wage and labor shortage is why.
0: Stimmy checks? Yeah. It just says it all right there, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: So I I implore her... Or anybody else out there that is doing really well for themselves. She's, uh, obviously, she's
0: not really making a lot of money because she's not paying a lot of tax. Because typically, you're a liberal up until the point you get your first paycheck deduction. Yeah, isn't you know? that
1: true? But but basically, so we're, you know, she's a filthy elite, and we know that. But so I, I've told this story before, and for new listeners... Uh, Tracy took me in Clifton by Mr. Bruno's Pizza. Everything's a food landmark by me, Of course. By, me, by the way. I understand so that. Mr. Bruno's is famous for their square pie, by the way. But she was going next door. There's this makeup store. I don't even know the name of it. So... I said, I'll take a ride with you because it's 1130 and Bruno's will be open in a couple of minutes. And I'm going to get myself a corner slice of that Sicilian pie (laughs) while she's in there looking at makeup and shit. And if I eat it fast enough and she doesn't see (laughs) it when she comes out, then the two of us will go in and have one slice each.
2: Exactly.
1: Okay. Okay, <laughs> so I had it all planned. Of course. So I got my first slice, and I peeked into the makeup store, and she was still shopping. So I scurried uh, one storefront over, and it's a dollar store. Now, I envision a dollar store as people going in there by, like, dollar rolls of paper towels and stuff, right? Right. I watched blue-collar and lower economic people walking in and out, constant stream. It's a Sunday, 1130 in the morning. With carts full of canned foods, yeah, food. frozen foods, right. uh, real right. provisions, real staples. Yeah. And people are doing their weekly shopping there. And these are people that have to decide, are we going to eat uh, you know, beef stew out of the can? And right. maybe we'll have a hamburger on Friday. Right. Okay, these are people that are living paycheck to paycheck. And this scum, these elites, they look down at us.
0: And the price of gasoline for these people to get back and forth to work. Uh, but oh, you know, they have free childcare now.
1: Well, the press secretary, Jen Psaki, AKA Jinji, uh, she said that higher gas prices are good because it will drive more mm-hmm. people to get electric cars.
0: Which is what the whole uh, end goal is really all about, isn't it? This is World yes. Econ- Economic Forum stuff. Go back to another book on the reading list, Cass Sunstein's Nudge, and you'll see exactly what, uh, what is going on right now. It, 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 in a sense, it makes it easier for you to do what I want you to do versus what you want to do. Correct.
1: So yeah, well, everybody's just going to go out and buy a $100,000 electric car. Oh, of course. Everybody's going to install the charger at their house. She, she doesn't even know that people live in apartments yep like they're so detached (laughs) you know how many years have I been saying you can't eat an iPhone app that's right you can't eat an iPhone app there are people out there doing the work that you people have no idea and you loathe them whether they're the white truck drivers that they say on MSNBC they said that the supply chain is because of those all old white racist truck drivers oh is that what it is racist truck because a truck driver gives a shit about who's responsible for the load he's carrying or she's carrying as long as they they get paid for it. Yeah, right. So they can feed their family. They spend days and weeks and months away from their families. Yep. And there's I know we get trucks delivered here. They're not all
0: white. Exactly right. They're not all white. They're not all old and they're not all white. All my UPS
1: FedEx and mailmen and women that come, letter carriers, they're not all white. Right. As a matter of fact, none of them are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right.
1: None of them are. But they're all racist and they're white we've we've gotten that now i'm tired of hearing about this shit, and they're sticking it down our throat every day i'm tired of it and they laugh at us so how's a a husband and wife with two kids they work two jobs each and they live in an apartment they're going to go out and buy an electric car right where where are you you going to plug plug it? it in right
0: where do you plug that in right you don't run an extension cord from your toaster yeah. They're morons. They're idiots.
1: They're morons. And I'm tired of it. I am tired of it. Later, when we come back from break, I'm going to talk about all the times the press got something wrong just in the past year, just in the past year. Uh, how much time do we have?
0: Uh, but three minutes.
1: So I have some uh, some some news to to update everybody. Um, John and Luke Warbeck. Two years ago, were the father and son that were members of the range that were decapitated, yeah, right. with the um, with also the uh, the gas pumping um, yeah, employee the- as well. A kid high on uh, fentanyl and on heroin. Uh, Jason Vandery, uh blacked out, passed out, overdosed. Whatever. He had been narcan'd once before in an accident, and this was the second time he was narcan'd again. And uh, he survived. He, of course, he survived. So, of course, he pled not guilty. Then he also he pled that he um, he didn't know that there was fentanyl in the heroin that he bought, so it wasn't his fault. <laughs> it
0: was the dealer's fault
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't I had no idea thought.
0: I, thought, I didn't know it was the high test so yeah.
1: so they gave him a, a couple of plea deals that he said no to and the latest plea deal he just took it and he's now let's see he's 29 years old and he has to serve a minimum of 25 years in state's prison. So 29, 39, 40, he'll be 54. And then he has uh, 15 years of parole supervision, mandatory parole supervision when he gets out. So he will be spending his entire adult life now uh, from 29, 39, 49, 54. From 29 to 54 he will be spending in uh, state's prison for uh, heinously murdering three people. One, a 17-year-old kid yeah. uh, that was going for his he's driving just, test yeah, right. that day. It
0: was, was around his birthday, right? Yeah, Him and his father, they both
1: yeah. had birthdays within like two or three days uh, from each other. Yeah. And um, it's, it's tragic, but the kid tried to beat jail a million ways from Sunday, and now he's not gonna be driving around on the street uh, killing anybody with uh, fentanyl, and you know it's funny how the media still they focus on uh, on gun deaths, and we're going to talk about that later. But uh, there's an article in the New York Times: drug deaths surpass gun, gun and car fatalities combined in yeah. the United States now.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Because of our society right now, we're 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 paying people to stay home, and idle hands uh, do the devil's work. Uh, we're paying yes. people to stay home, and, and and just giving them money to stay home, and they're bored. Uh, you know, we have all these first world problems, and unfortunately, uh, once you, you know, once once you allow that, and then make drugs free, uh, is not this what they did in uh, uh, Weimar? All, all we need now is legal prostitution, which I'm, you know, hoping for. But.
2: <laughs>
0: but I mean, that's all. That's the only. That's the only thing separating. They kept everybody drug. Uh, they they legalized drugs, and uh, you know, as much partying as possible, just to keep everybody from storming the, you know, storming the 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 the, the, uh, the castle, so to speak. So. Over
1: 100,000 people in the U.S. died of drug overdoses as the pandemic spread, surpassing the toll of gun violence and car crashes combined. The nearly 30 percent rise in deaths last year was fueled by the use of fentanyl. Thank you, China.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly right.
1: So on the top 10 uh, National Safety Council's odds of dying chart, you're ready for this? They have. The National Safety Council has an odds of dying chart. We are going to be setting this up in my office with a dartboard if anybody would like to take a shot. Okay. So you're, you guys ready?
0: Okay. Go ahead. Number
1: one is heart attack. Right. Number two is cancer. Right. Number three, I love this one, all preventable forms of death.
0: Okay. Like is that not sleeping
1: that. with your boss's yeah. wife? Because uh, that, be that would be a preventable form yeah, of it would death. it
0: right? would be, yeah. Sandy, define
1: chronic lower respiratory disease. That's number four.
0: That would be a lower lower, low pneumonia type of thing, yeah.
1: Okay. Number five. Okay, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Or or any kind of COPD, that kind of thing.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Number five is suicide, which is tragic. I'm
0: surprised. um, is, Is medical mishaps in there?
1: That would be under all preventable forms of it death. Would be, I will bet. Probably
0: would be, yeah, because they okay. try to cover that up because yeah. that is in the you know hundreds of thousands every year. So Medical probably, mishaps. Yeah,
1: that's probably tree. <laughs> Number five is suicide. Number six is opioid overdose. Wow. Number seven is falling. See, you should wear your helmet, bro. I should, dude. Really. Okay. <laughs> Number eight is motor vehicle crash. And from eight, I'm going to go to ten pedestrian incident what is that
0: (laughs) pedestrian incident i guess that's uh, well wouldn't that fall under number three there all other preventable things well you know what it probably is walking down the street while looking at your iphone i love
1: it number
0: nine is
1: gun assault Wow. So nine by nine. So it says the left has spent years calling for guns to be regulated in the same way that motor vehicles are regulated in the U.S. But the National Safety Council shows Americans have a higher chance of motor vehicle death than death via gun. Uh, The odds of dying via motor vehicle crash are one in 107, while the odds of dying of a gun assault are one in 300.
2: Wow.
0: Okay. It's the guns, damn it! What's the pedestrian uh, thing? How, what's, what's the odds? Well, pedestrian's
1: right under guns, so it's, it's pretty similar. Gun so, assault is nine, so, pedestrian right, is
0: ten. Right, so, so pretty much if you stop looking at your iPhone while you're crossing an intersection. <laughs> 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 Which to me is just, you know, that's kind of just Darwin doing his thing,
1: man. We've seen it all the time. Oh, all the time. We've seen it all the time. So so drug deaths are up, gun deaths are down, and also, for all of you out there that are not aware of this, Americans' taste for gun control continues to drop. It could have something to do with the nearly 20 million new gun owners since COVID started, since defund the police started, since riots in the streets started.
0: Right? Yeah. Might have something to do with it.
2: for him and the lie is for you. Sad little man, sad little man You better run now while you know you can Sad little man, sad little man You don't fool me, you sad little man You can't fool me, you sad little man
0: Five times August, commentary on the day. And we are back. I'm not ready. All right.
1: I'll try right now. Hold on, people. Hold on, people. Oh, by the way, everybody, um, uh, safe and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Mm-hmm. You'll be listening to the show on uh, Sunday. And uh, Thanksgiving is Thursday. We'll probably be taping, I guess, Black Friday, Sandy. I'm not sure yet, but have a safe and happy try to limit your carb portions to 20 that day. And Anthony's portions are 12 ounce portions, yeah, not a sissy four ounce portion or something like that. Whatever that is, okay. I like myself, I like about three ounces of turkey and then every other freaking carb under the sun that goes with it, including bread. Works for me. I eat bread, stuffing, and mashed potatoes on bread.
0: <laughs> That's true. It's <That's>
1: true.
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, Marty, martysvburger.com. Marty, what are you doing for the turkey people uh, for Thanksgiving? Let's talk about Fofurky. that. Fofurky? Fofurky. Marty, go, on, go to martysvburger.com. If you're a vegan, order it online at martysvburger.com and pick it up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Friday's. Uh, A lot of people have been asking New York Tac defense. If you live in New York, that's the protection you need. And U S law shield this Wednesday, we are having an update with Evan Nappin. So go on the U S law shield website and check it out, please. I will not be there this Wednesday. I apologize. I'm getting my uh, back surgery on our epidural, whatever it is on Wednesday. So I will not be at the seminar. Sandy will not allow me to go after I have a 47 inch needle inserted into me, uh, Intimianus or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> into me anus. Uh,
1: yes. Don't, don't forget to buy Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. It's a perfect Christmas gift. No supply chain issues. No supply same thing, chain issues. That's right. Same thing with Crime Proof, crimeproofbook.com, okay? Make sure you listen to the Gun Lawyer Podcast. Evan Knappen will be at the uh, Gun Law Seminar on Wednesday, by the way uh let's see what do i got here all right i wanted to talk so sandy tracy my wife has stepped over to the dark side oh i took her to the verizon store and she got rid of her google pixel phone oh, and she no. has an iphone 13 pro max supersized whatever wow so we we took a ride up uh route 17 i guess you're you're going to be moving to Paramus soon right <laughs> for a while, it's a, it's it's yeah. a touchy subject. Yeah, a but touchy I took subject. her up, and we we stopped at uh, Jack Daniels Audi on uh, Route Four West uh, in Paramus as yeah. well. And there's like they have one car for sale, by the way, oh. it, because of a racist uh, container ship yeah right that bring the Audis in from germany (laughs) they're not bringing them in because they're racist and you can't get a car but you know right to the left i saw an empty building couple thousand square foot it'd be a great place for doc's ice cream for what ails you by the way since you're probably going to be living up there the only thing is i don't think you (laughs) could be uh, the only only thing is you you can't (laughs) the only thing is i don't think you could be well food could be open on sunday right
0: uh yeah i think you can do food on the blue laws i'm not sure uh, yeah. Something to think about Something for you. Think, yeah, great.
1: And um, <laughs> we have this huge, um, this Black Friday thing we have going on. Uh, you guys better be prepared for it because we're going to open at 7 a.m. on Black Friday. And uh, if you come in between 7 and 8, every $50 you spend, you're going to get a ticket. All right? All right. If you come in between eight and nine, every $50 you get a ticket. If you come in between nine and 10, every $50 you get a ticket. And then if you come in from 10 to 10, you'll just get one ticket. But anybody who came in eight to nine, we're going to, seven to eight, we're going to draw and you win either a case of ammo, two, two, three, or nine millimeter, or a membership. At eight o'clock, we're going to have a drawing from eight to nine people and nine to 10. So we got three cases of ammo. That you could win are three memberships you go win for the early bird people. And then at the end of the night, we're going to be raffling off a Sig Legion or a gold membership and $500 of range credit. Nice. For Black Friday. So it's going to, be, it's going to start at 7 a.m. So the earlier you get here on Black Friday, the more chances you have. So anything you buy from 7 to 8 gives you four chances to win. Wow. If you come in at eight, you have three chances. If you come in at nine, you have two chances. If you come in at ten, you'll have one chance to win so it's it's gonna be huge all right. Uh, so get your asses out here. Every $50 you spend, you're going to get a ticket, whether it's gift cards, renewing your membership, range time, ammo, whatever you want. But we're giving away three cases of ammo or three silver memberships and one Sig Legion or a gold membership and $500 in uh, house credit. Now, the reason we're doing the memberships and the credits is because there are people that don't own their own guns. There's people that live in New York or whatever. So we want to make it fair for everybody. So that's Black Friday starting at 7 a.m., bitches. So don't go into a carb coma. Get your asses up early. (laughs) The last thing is uh, we have a 2,200-square-foot cavity in the front of the new building, and there's a huge surprise that's going to be announced very, very soon, like Buyer's Club and many other things. We're also going to be introducing leagues and matches. Gary just ordered 12 Ruger 10-22 rifles. We're going to be supplying rifles for matches. We're going to have uh, different categories. We're going to have 8-year-old to 12-year-old league, 13-year-old to 17-year-old league, 18 to 55-year-old league, and 56 to dead league. (laughs) So we're going to have four categories of league. (laughs) We're going to start with with 22 (laughs) rifles and then we're going to expand from there. You're also going to see us, we're going to be hosting Glock Shooting Sports Foundation matches. Nice. I mean, this is big. We have that spare 10 ranges right now 10 ports in range number three right now so you're, you're going to be blown away about what we're going to be introducing so get ready for it ladies and gentlemen it's going to be huge okay uh, you want to talk about a party in new jersey yeah. now this is a party okay six guns and high capacity magazines were seized and four people were arrested during the stop of a party bus on halloween in mercer county now that is a party
0: <laughs> okay that's pretty good
1: so the bus must have been swerving or something. It was pulled over for a traffic violation. As a result of the investigation, <laughs> detectives recovered three nine-millimeter handguns, including two ghost guns ghost Now when guns. I'm old, Ooh. a ghost gun is a gun with no serial numbers, right. A 45-caliber handgun, a 40-caliber handgun, and one of the ladies must have had a 380-caliber handgun. <laughs> three high-capacity magazines, hollow point ammunition. And I don't know what promethazine is, what's promethazine? a drug and and codeine syrup no good yes okay all of these people were arrested males and females on this party bus i don't know why we weren't invited oh yeah that is a party bus i will be following this story because you want to know why because most of those charges are going to be dropped oh of course Okay, 14 arrests, six guns, high-capacity magazines, drugs, hollow-point bullets, and the whole bit.
0: Be charged with illegal lane change.
1: But don't worry, we'll all pay for it. Murphy will do a press conference and say we need to ban 50 BMGs so that parties like this don't happen anymore. Absolutely. That's exactly what's going to happen. Meanwhile, on the other side, now Newark is starting to see gun violence at Chicago
0: rates sandy oh good in one weekend eight people shot and wounded wait i i just read where uh the uh, a new commission uh, is using newark as the poster child uh for defund the police and increase um social services you know so we're gonna hire social workers to go out and uh, deal with the police, and we're going to defund <laughs> the police, and they're using Newark's, uh, what is it called, the Safe Streets or something like that, what program that they had, and they held it up as a poster child. I guess a little too premature. So most of these criminals that they arrested, there was
1: four separate shootings, eight people were shot. Most of them were already facing charges
0: <laughs> for committing crimes with illegal guns. It's not so. <laughs> So You we, or I would be still in the slammer somewhere.
1: So we talk about this all the time. It's the revolving door catch and release criminal justice system, right? Yep. Just let him in, let him out. By the way, that, was from, that article was sent to me by my buddy Scott Wentworth, who's a retired uh, Belleville fireman, who's a gun for hire alumni and a personal friend of mine for about 35 years. Wow. He was at the grand opening, by the way. Uh, on more news, our Supreme Court case, obviously it's quiet right now because the Rittenhouse case has been front and center with everything. And this $2 trillion uh, road to final road to socialism bill. Yeah. Uh, so that's where all the press is. But even Letitia James jumped in. And uh, she wrote an article about how pissed off she is that the Supreme Court is probably going to allow people the right to defend themselves from the woman who's protected 24 hours a day by state police, by the way, because she's the New York AG who is now running for governor of New York. Right. And she wrote, <clears throat> she wrote, let me see what she wrote. While communities across the nation continue to suffer senseless gun violence, the burden of protecting Americans from mass shootings falls on states. New York has some of the strongest gun laws in the nation. But guns do not stop working as they cross the threshold of another state's border, which is why our gun licensing laws are necessary. (laughs) This year alone, the United States has seen over 600 mass shootings. I call that bullshit. Yeah, we had 600 mass shootings. We had two a day. Yeah.
0: Well, if you count, uh, you know, like gang-on-gang shootings, mass shootings, yeah, maybe. And then she
1: wrote, 37,000 individuals have died as a result of gun violence. We are now in the Supreme Court defending our right to prevent New York from becoming the next community devastated by gun violence. <laughs> she wrote hundreds of years of history support New York's efforts to limit gun violence and protect public spaces. This is about protecting New York's life New Yorkers' lives. Well, honey, I got a strong word for you. Your words don't mean shit because it's with the Supreme Court now. Right. Okay, is with Supreme Court, and you can't do shit about it. And you want to see she got all of these other people to write in that you know it's going to be dangerous for churches, it's going to be dangerous for schools and hospitals, and it's going to create more crime for the LGBTQ community. How is that? how how is that? Do, do we gun owners want to deprive someone LGBTQ or something from carrying a gun? Do you care? Right. Do we care? Those people, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but alternate lifestyle people and gay people, they get bashed. Constantly. They get picked on by ignorant homophobes who are not all the time gun owners and NRA members, by the way. No. Okay? That's because why, why gun the Pink gun,
0: Pistols was
1: formed. Correct. Gun people tend to be the most tolerant people that I've ever met. Oh, so yeah. sh- she's trying to make it that, that it's a gay thing and LGBT. It's Shh. not. And we all know it's not. It's a lying narrative. The thing is, Sandy, they're scared shit. Yeah. They yeah. are scared yeah. shit. Okay, and it's all going to backfire and there's nothing they can do about it. And they know there's nothing they can do about it. They know that the Supreme Court's going to issue a ruling like they did in Heller and McDonald, and they're going to scramble and they're going to try to unsurp our rights. And we're going to go back to the courts and we're going to get it turned around immediately. All right. And guess what? We're going to get the right to carry in one way or another, regardless of how much they kick and scream. I don't care. I'm so happy that this is happening to them, by the way. Yep. So listen up. Uh, Let's, Britt Hume, who's been around, what, Sandy, 72 years or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, forever.
1: You think he's been around that long? Uh, Britt Hume talks about how many things that uh, the mainstream media has gotten wrong. And you, you, everybody out there listening to this should share this with your friends and family who even give the media a modicum of, uh, you know. Leeway. Leeway. Yeah. Here's a couple yeah. of things. 2016 election, they said that Hillary was going to win. Right? Right. Rittenhouse, he's a white supremacist looking to kill people. Right. They got it wrong. Covington, Nicholas Sandman, I just spoke about that one. He got $250 million from CNN. I think they got that one wrong. Right. Russian collusion. Did they get that one wrong? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vaccines. I think they got everything wrong with the vaccines. What do you think? I think pretty much, yeah. Bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Remember that was released. Like Trump knew there was bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, and then it was ended up being a farce. They just did it to hurt Trump's reelection campaign. Right. The lab leak theory. Remember bats or animals or whatever. Right uh, off the bat, they came out with yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Well, that was. Uh, we won't get into that because that's all just bullshit.
1: C- Correct. Anyway. Uh, Jussie Smollett in Chicago. Yeah, another one. Remember, yeah. mm-hmm. he's yeah. another white supremacist. The Pulse nightclub shooting, they got that one wrong. The Atlanta shootings, they got that one wrong. What about the Hunter Biden laptop? Oh, remember, that like didn't tw- exist. the media and like twenty-seven, intel- one hundred and twenty-seven people from the intelligence community came out and wrote a letter and said that it's most likely Russian disinformation. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, right. Inflation, did they get that one wrong? Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, they're still getting it wrong. I'd yeah. say. What
1: about the Steele dossier? Uh yeah, mm-hmm. totally wrong, right? What about the UVA fraternity rape? If you're not familiar with oh, that, yeah, Boy, Google that. That was the uh... University of Virginia fraternity rape. Re- re- Google it. All right. What about Michael Avenatti? He was going to run for president. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And they're still hiding the border crisis. Yeah. Right. Right. They're still hiding that. What about the NASCAR noose? It was a freaking knot was... in string. In the garage
0: door rope. (laughs) What they do
1: is they are inventing the narrative. Yes. They They are making it. If you read 1984, you'll understand this. They all work together. And again, once you realize that we are the enemy, it all makes sense. Yeah. Okay, it all makes goddamn sense. And it's a plot to keep us divided. That whole tribalism thing that we talk about all the time, the misinformation, the 24 hour news cycle, they just keep repeating it over and over and over and over and over again. It's unbelievable. And we have to wake up from this. We have to wake up from it. Yeah, we do. I don't know when, though. I don't know when. I want to talk about, you know, they did a climate summit and they asked, uh, I told you, John Kerry, they asked him about the the genocide in China and he said it's not his lane, right? Right. Well, I got an email from our friend across the pond, Stephen Shorter. Uh So he's in the UK and he says, he wrote, hey, Anthony and Sandy, I hope you're all doing well. As you may know, there's a huge climate change conference currently happening in my neck of the woods. And uh, they call it, it, it was called COP26, but Uh, People in the U.K., they call it the FLOP26, F-L-O-P-26. They said, given the fact that it seems to be achieving nothing and being used as a political gotcha by attendees, China and Russia, two of the world's biggest polluters, are notably absent, of course. And I'm told by friends either working at the event that most attendees arrive by private jet and helicopter. Okay, Police Scotland is unhappy at the presence of armed guards, no doubt keen to maintain its monopoly on armed protection, which it offers to large-scale events for favors or fees, and that many electric vehicles or charging points appear to be running huge diesel generators hidden underground behind the parking lots. He said the whole thing has a feeling of a Monty Python skit. Yeah, the, the officers in Scotland don't like it that like Jeff Bezos and all little They came with their own armed security.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: OK, he goes, my question to you is this desert island guns. If you were on a private jet flying to a conference, you were pretending to care about and crashed on an uncharted island in the middle of the ocean. What one firearm would you pick to take with you? Great answer. I would take the Henry survival rifle. Yeah which is waterproof everything yeah. goes in the stock and it floats and I would like to have me a couple of hundred rounds of 22 ammo in a Ziploc bag right exactly right because I can use that for small aim, aim game hunting I can shoot somebody's eye out with it if I have to and I can put it all away because remember now Steven if I'm on that island I don't probably don't have any gun oil or anything right. and the salt water and everything is going to kill that gun there's no way I'm going to keep it clean and dry so the Henry survival rifle that goes in the stock would be the way to go now if i was going to have a handgun i would probably say glock 19 because it's polymer but if i could have any gun it would be the um it would be definitely the uh uh the the, the survival, survival, survival rifle yeah, yeah
0: good choice man
1: so um you know marty's pissing me off but he wrote <laughs> he wrote to me <laughs> goes i hope you're doing okay with your knee blah 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 anyway i want to respond to this tweet but as a new york city permit holder i really feel that if i call out the commission something behind the scenes or under the table or a secret edict from a smoke-filled back room would happen to my file and poof no renewal well because the commissioner's tweeting about crime and stuff like that, and he's being showing that he's such a, a hypocrite because, like I said, the police commissioner, O'Shea, he's never allowed here. Any of them are ever allowed at the range here. They're just blatant hypocrites, Marty. Don't respond on Twitter. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get doxed like I do. Just forget about it. But uh, Commissioner Shea, you know, he talks about how they have this revolving door system and people keep getting arrested and released. Yeah, well, remember now, the regular people like us, we can't defend defend. defend ourselves
0: yeah right exactly
1: all right I finally got to meet Nicholas Manginelli he finally stopped by and he goes it was a pleasure uh thanks for taking five minutes I was on my way out to a doctor's appointment so I couldn't I couldn't stay long actually physical therapy and uh you know um he was talking about the the written house closing arguments and stuff and how the prosecutor... I don't know. Did you see what the prosecutor did in the courtroom, Sandy? I did not, no. I, I he, heard about it, but... He picked up the AR from a bailiff or a court officer. No one checked for clear. Right. There was no, like, zip tie running through the action or anything. Finger on the trigger. He put his finger on the trigger, and he swept everybody in, in the oh, entire courtroom. Idiots. Okay, which makes all of us shit when we when we see that. Yeah, them, right, you know? sure. You'd be diving underneath it. And uh, so it was interesting seeing that and uh, how stupid they are. So he definitely comes from the Alec Baldwin School of Firearm Safety, I
0: guess. Yeah, right? exactly. right.
1: You know what I mean? Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was I got an email from Frank Puglisi, who owns Behavior Plus. Yes. Who's on the quarantine crawl. So they have two locations. The one's on Kimi- Kinderkamack Road in uh, Hackensack area. and the uh, River Edge. River Edge. And the other one is in... Um, and Caldwell, West Caldwell now. So he wrote, Anthony, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for your work during the pandemic. Your quarantine crawl was a terrific idea and it reminded all of us not to surrender any of our rights. I look forward to taking advantage of my membership and classes that are offered. Frank Puglisi, master trainer behavior plus thank you frank i get a lot of those by the way and i share all the time on the instagram the gunfire instagram the quarantine crawl uh i share whenever like if frank posted dog training thing i share it uh so people can see it and people still going and using restaurants and everything so quarantinecrawl.com uh dot com uh, support those who support you there's 365 businesses there now uh the other thing is uh jules sent me an email jules and sandy got a new dog by the way. Oh, nice. Congratulations. And uh, so Jules wrote, "Aunt, I know I said that I would contribute to our wonderful veterans on my birthday and Christmas and suggested to your listeners that they do the same. I apologize for being short-sighted. With Thanksgiving one week away, who better to give to than our forgotten veterans? So I just logged on to the VHS of Ocean County GoFundMe page so that one of our most valued patriots will get a holiday visit. Oh, nice. Love you and Sandy for what you guys do. Love you too, Jules. He wrote, by the way, I just emailed a letter to Congressman Law, Lauren Boebert. I'm sure that you, should, you saw that she tore into woke colleagues yesterday for their censure of Congressman Paul Gosar. I know you won't mind that I invited her and her husband to be our guest at Mount Gummore, and I hope you don't mind that I told her you'd be happy to have her guest on Gunfire Radio. Bring her on. Bring her on. Someday we'll get back in the studio when Sandy moves to an, uh, a predetermined, undisclosed location. <laughs> Bitch. So uh, how much time do we have left? Uh, not much. We've got about two minutes. So, uh, you know, we have a ton of classes. We're going to be doing more with Atenzia Kali here. Uh, so we're going to be doing knife training, tactical pen training. We're going to be doing cane and umbrella training. If you're interested in any of those classes, send an email to info at gunforhire.com. Please send an email and let us know you're interested in them. You know, Tony Arena is my director of training, 25 year uh, captain, uh, prosecutor's office, SWAT team, really experienced. He ran a long distance shoot out of Tommy Gun, 1,000 yards. We have dates set up for like three more. Him and Matt put all of our classes, from basic classes, advanced tactical classes, are all on a calendar going out like a year now. Our classes fill up very fast. So if you're interested in a class, you want to take a class. Just just go on our website and check it out and uh, let me know because we are obviously, you know, the real deal here at Gun for Hire. Uh, we're going to be busy now from now until probably January, but we're not going to be busy like we used to be. We have 44 ports now. We have mm. four ranges. We no longer have 19 ports over two ranges. Okay. So here's the deal. This is the way we have to do it. We have to support each other. Come in, buy your gift cards. Come in Black Friday and get a blowout. You might win the Sig Legion. You might win a case of ammo. We'll be here early in the morning. We have gift cards as classes that you can buy, etc., etc. So it's going to be huge. I want you to get down here and show your support and support those who support you. I think it's going to be great. I'm looking so forward to it. Sandy, tell everybody where they can find VHS, please.
0: We are raising money for disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care. You can join us and join George Y, who donated $100 this week. Again, George's Psycho. Uh, Love him. James DeGiulio. Jules, thank you very much. $100 donation this week. Rich Ford, $50 donation just an hour ago. Thank you so much for you, your donations, guys. It takes about 100 bucks a day to provide care. We are looking to try to raise about 5000 bucks between now and Christmas. You can join us at GoFundMe.com and search for VHS of Ocean County. Victor Sierra Hotel of Ocean County is a 501c3 um, community-based uh, Healthcare provider. They've joined with us to provide the care, and uh, we are trying to outdo what has been undone by the uh, Biden administration and the new Em Murphy administration when they removed funds from veterans care and channeled it toward illegal immigrants. So there you have it. Oh, no, the clock on the wall says it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music. New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. No supply chain issues there. Love you guys.
1: Have a great, safe, happy Thanksgiving. Be careful out there shopping, Black Friday,
0: etc., etc. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, she wouldn't get her kids vaccinated because it's not a good idea. Well, there you have it. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Love you all.
2: To go See